Fast and Furious time, baby. Oh, we're back. We have done um, <clears throat> Fast and Furious before. We did um, top five Fast and Furious characters a little while back. Um, that was fun. I I don't really have an opinion on the Fast and Furious characters. They're all pretty much, you know, what you expect. Just a bunch of muscly, bald guys driving some cars uh but we're back doing oh my goodness we have never once done an episode about parks and recreation or um or even like i don't know shakespeare <laughs> but, but we have we have two episodes now that are dedicated to fast and furious um and this one isn't characters it's top five Fast and Furious movie. So that music you heard at the jump was, of course, See You Again from Furious 7. Uh, the anthem of the death of Paul Walker. And Walker, um, hardly newer, of course. Uh, and so, yeah, top five Fast and Furious movies is coming to you right now. Um, and who who are we doing it with? Well, well, folks, it's a special man. You know him from the Ryan Gosling podcast. You know him from the Types of Weather podcast. You know him from his own podcast. Try again. It's the 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 mother of all mayhem, the the picture frame of the world's art, um, the art itself on occasion, the bender of rims and the bender of breakfast club uh, he's he's all of these things and more the the splendid um honorable venerable as he enjoys to be called apparently the literary the the populist the uh the nationalist no i'm just kidding uh he's hector serving of course he's serving up smiles every day hector serving up smiles um hector's back uh he's a three-timer now Ooh, that's exciting <laughs> i'm trying my best here man um hector serving what are we and we're talking fast and furious of course but here's a little something i mentioned that hector has his own podcast which he does and we're going to link to that in the episode description, of course. Um, but we're also going to link to... We talk about two clothing brands. Ooh, um, The Etsy shops from Courtney Colon, friend of the pod. Her Quartz Dye Creations. That's going to have a link in the description. As well as um, Kristen's shop, uh, Billy Baju, uh, which will also make sense in the episode, will also be linked. Oh, my, I have such a crick in my neck. Let me tell you. Uh, but also... Hector, Hector has his own clothing um, brand that just launched three days ago. Or no, hold on, sorry, it's officially launching August twenty fourth. But he made the announcement 
three days ago. Oh, uh, he still hasn't followed me back with that account. It's called on Instagram. You can find it at Doramountco. D O R A M O U N T. It's like Mount Dora, uh, the Explorer. And yeah, so it's Doramount. It's a it's a clothing brand from Hector. That's exciting. That's it looks really sleek and new. Uh, here's what it says um, verbatim. A new clothing brand, which is what I told you it was, that aims to not only create good looks, but benefit the communities around us. We're so excited to share more about who we are and what we're about throughout the week, and we hope you look forward to it. Then they posted another thing that said they the run <laughs> the rundown of Dormount. Creating a brand that produces fun, creative, and stylish apparel while supporting our community. Clothing that benefits. 10% of proceeds from each product you purchase will be donated to a local charity or fund. And they want you to inspire other loco locals. That, if my Spanish hasn't failed me, that means crazy locals. Inspire them to chase their passion. That's exciting. So many friends are doing great stuff with clothing. You love to see it. You really do. But yeah, that's Hector. He's got his finger on the pulse. Um, and his finger has a pulse as long as he's living. Which I hope he is. I hope you're... Hector, if you're out there, I hope you're alive always. Um, and yeah, so check out Doramount. There is no amount of Doramount that I will not share on this podcast. Ooh, <laughs> Oh, my God, that's what I'm talking about. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean for this to happen this way. It just came. Um, yeah, August. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Enjoy the episode, everybody. Welcome, everybody, to Goodbye Melbrook Road. Um, this episode, I might, might have to be a solo one because... Uh, I was supposed to be doing it with Hector, Fast and Furious movies, um, top five to be in, to be to be uh, to be clear, and but he he has not showed up. Uh, to, I, my goodness gracious. Oh my god. Ah. You made it. Sorry I'm late. <laughs> I was uh I guess you could say I was going a little Hobbs and Shaw. Oh I mean Fast and Furious. <laughs> when I drive I love to go Shaw. <laughs> I love to hit Hobbs and Shaw. You made I didn't think you were gonna be here, but you just <clears throat> it looked like you came from about three thousand miles away and just sped directly into my driveway. Yeah, you know, that's, it comes with experience. I've been racing all my life, you know, just pulling off heists. And, I mean, for legal reasons, that was a joke. But, you know, <laughs> just I know my way behind the wheel. Well, I mean, in case anyone listening is unfamiliar, this is the great, um, now three-timer on the podcast. The most <laughs> important thing in life will always be the people in this room Right here, right now, he lives his cor- his life a quarter mile at a time. Hector Servin, thank you for being oh. here. Wow, thank you for the intro. I didn't. Do you get jackets? Do we have like jackets for? Do you follow the five timers rule or? Uh, 
I should. <laughs> if if I did follow the rule, it would be my sister, Ryan Foley, and Pete Peterson would be the ones who have jackets. Oh, perfect. <clears throat> Are you? Do you want to do jackets, or would you do like? I mean, they don't have to be jackets. Well, I think I feel like jackets would be like a really cool thing. Like you can wear them around. Everyone's like, ooh, like what's that? What's what's goodbye Mellow Brick Road? Yeah. It could be you like. Could have- I you think can do patches. Patches for the jackets? Yeah. I think, um... If I remember correctly, I'm Googling it now. The album cover of Goodbye Yellow Brick Road from Elton John, he's wearing a jacket on it. And I feel who's like that? those should be the jackets. Elton, who's that? Who's Elton John? Did you copy your podcast name? Yeah, he so he released this album called Goodbye Yellowbrook Road, and every song is about a different podcast that I've done. Wow. He looks like, on the cover, he's wearing... I guess it would be like described as a motorcycle jacket. It's purple. It's inscribed Elton John on the back, and it's got like a stripe on the arms. And if we do that, but instead it says uh, GMBR, that would be pretty mm-hmm. dope. Yeah, because then you could have every everyone who's a five-timer, you know, it's like everyone's got their own style, so, it can, you know... It's like you just slap on the patch and and it's it probably when maybe one of our, one of our friend our our ten to twenty friends who have now opened an Etsy shop could <laughs> could make one of those for me. Yeah, they would probably know where to get that done. Get that steam. Hey, look, it's a good way to help and support friends. You know. Yeah, I. They help us. We help them. I've never had so many tie dye products in my shopping cart. <laughs> Do you want to shout out the, the... Yeah, we're going to shout out, um, uh, uh, what is it, Court, Courtney's, um, Courtney's Tie-Dye Creations, I believe, is called, is what it's called? Courtney! Um, let me see. She just went live <laughs> with the shop. I haven't had wow. a chance to buy anything yet. <laughs> we are recording this during a live launch. Court's Dye Creations. Etsy.com slash shop slash quartz dye creations. Looks like she's got t-shirts and socks. That's pretty dope. And there's also, I have this, uh, it's called... And that's that's at quartz dye creations also on Instagram? Yes, also on Instagram. I think that's the only place they have so far for social media. But we also have, of course, um, shop Billy Bijou. It's got a grandeur to it. It's, uh, I've, I've personally, I bought a, ooh, uh, yeah, I'll say it because the person, I, I bought a bracelet as a Christmas gift. Um, the person who the gift is for does not, does not listen to this podcast. <laughs> so I can say that and it'll be fine. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty great bracelet. It came in a nice little pink bag. Um, but I saw that you also bought something from yes, this. Yes, I was just about to say, I can also attest, I also bought a, a tie-dye hoodie. Very nice, very, it's it's comfortable. I usually keep my room, like, at negative 100 degrees, so it's fairly, and, I mean, you know Florida's really hot all the time, so that's why I keep my room so cold. Um, I just like to be comfortable and fashionable, and you know what? This, you know, this, this shop, both of these places, you know, the, let, let me do that. I feel like the the hoodies from are are good ones for if you are sitting around a fire. That's what I feel like the the aesthetic is. 
Yeah, it's very like, how should I say? It? It's like the only word that I can that that comes to mind is like fashion. Like it's fashion. <laughs> it's it's just it just feels good. You feel good. We slap on some nice jeans with a nice hoodie like that. Mm. As a man who every day wears a polo shirt and cargo <laughs> shorts, I feel that I'm not in touch with the fashion of the world, but I feel by following my more modern and cool friends on Instagram, I see the actual fashion trends of our youth culture. Yeah. We all learn something, you know? Sometimes I think it'll come around. It'll come around. And that's, of course, etsy.com slash shop slash shop baby. And I'll link to that in the episode description as well. In the show notes. They have this has three hundred and twenty six followers already. The shop Billy. Yeah. Look at that. I have had an Instagram for seven years, and <laughs> I have barely eighty followers more than that. <laughs> You're just you know it's just it's selective uh, friendship. It is honestly like I have four hundred and sixty seven followers, and I get about thirty likes per picture. Where are you people? What the hell? Yeah. Are you sure they're not bots? I should get... No, they might be bots, I'm sure. I don't think I know 467 <laughs> people. Um, this one says Big Al Adventures. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, probably a lot of, like, theme park stuff, right? Yeah, a lot of theme park people. I worry, though, like, I try to... Like, I'm, my account is private because I don't want, like, like uh, uh, Josh DeMauro or Bob Iger sliding into my Instagram and following me. I don't need that. <clears throat> what? You wouldn't want Josh tomorrow wanting to be your friend? I don't need them poking around my history with the Disney company. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Start clean. Um, Hector, you're a music guy. Um, Am I? (laughs) That's interesting. (laughs) Do you have any opinions on on any... I know music. Have you ever heard of... uh, um, are Are you talking R.E.M. Remy? What? Or are you talking U2 to me? No. Are or you talking about U2? Two talking heads talking talking heads to my talking head? I I hear a lot of band names. <laughs> <laughs> so it's this podcast that um, Adam Scott from Parks and Rec um, mm-hmm. and Scott Ackerman, who does Comedy Bang Bang, they do, uh, I think it was maybe six years ago, they did You Talking U2 to me, and they went through every U2 album, and it's like two-hour episodes about each album um, from Even YouTube. the one that they that Apple Force fed you? Yes, even that one, which they did like. Um, and they just, for the most part, they are comedians, so, like, the episodes, like, it's like an hour and 40 minutes of them just, like, riffing, and then it's mm-hmm. 20 minutes of them actually talking about the album. <laughs> and then they, they did the same thing with R.E.M., and now they were gonna do it with Red Hot Chili Peppers, and then they gave up on that after one episode and did Talking Heads instead. Um, losing my religion that's pretty much the big the big uh rem song yeah and shout out to the professor who sent a video of herself dancing to losing my tuition to kids who were kicked off campus after the virus um but yeah they do that with the the music and i i don't think i would ever I, I like I don't want to do like their thing because they're comedians and they're funny. But I want, but it made me want to do a podcast that's just about albums and of a certain artist. And the past mm-hmm. couple of days, I've been thinking Taylor Swift. I'm not sure why I'm saying this now, but it's just what's coming to mind. 
Yeah, I was like, well, I mean, look, we're talking about movies with cars. You play music in your cars. Yeah. Here we are. See? Now, now we're back on the car topic. No, no, well, no. Well, I want to finish that. I, if oh, you are inviting me to this project, <laughs> I will listen to whatever album you want to talk about. Um, yes. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Is like I just like I talk about anything. Like I, even if I don't, I'm not a big uh, Garth Brooks fan, nor am I a big Rage Against the Machine fan. But if that's what people are like, hey, I'd love to talk about Rage Against the Machine with you. <laughs> There, there are Tom Morellos of the world. Falls on parade. <laughs> it could be like Morello, Morello. Sir, <laughs> I don't know something. You know, we should do. We should do commentary tracks for movies. Yeah, I don't know how we would do it, but I used to do. I used to be a part of this podcast network called Three Angry Nerds, uh-huh. um, and then some thing, some crazy shit went down. Uh, but they every, once a month they would ask me to do a, like, it was me and these two other guys, and we would alternate picks to do a movie commentary monthly. And then we would do, I don't remember, I would just, he would do the recording, I would just, like, Skype in and talk, and I would have, I'd have half my screen was Skype, and the other half was the movie. The movie. And for whatever reason, he didn't pick up the audio of the movie. He only heard my voice. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's, we would record just our audio, and then you start off because I've listened to people who do it, and you just like, okay, so you hit play after this certain thing, you know, like when they tell you the production studios and whatever that made the movie. Yeah, it's like after a certain title screen, you hit play, and then you technically be in sync. Did I just hear in sync? Yeah, in sync. You would be in sync. I would love to be in in sync with <laughs> with Justin and Joey and. Lance. I don't wanna be a fool in this game, but do, cause I'm leaving you behind. Keep going. I don't remember that. <laughs> uh, that'd be fun. We can then we can send them to Disney and they'll put them in like the if they have if it's like a, if it's a Disney movie they'll put yeah. it in like the extra section. On Disney Plus, you're yeah, right. Right on the plus. <laughs> we would that would allow us to do. Um, we could do Revenge of the Sith, where we quote the whole ending. Wasn't there something with? Um, I've I've tried to use Twitter less um, these days, but I feel like I remember seeing something about about Grimes acting like Padme Amidala towards Elon Musk. Oh, yeah, because he said something stupid like usual, and then she was like, stop, this isn't you. Or she was like, put down the phone, call me, please. Who is the Obi-Wan in that situation? Um, we are. <laughs> <laughs> the people. <laughs> we are all Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan? More like Obi-2. Too, too fast, too furious. Oh, that's not in my top five. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I need Dom in my movies. Oh my gosh. I am so... Okay, now we've brought it back to the Fast and the Furious talk. So, as we, as we were talking about before um, I recorded, we were started recording, uh, I have we have done Fast and Furious characters on this podcast before. Um, so, my relationship with these movies, um, two... Two years ago, 
we're recording this on July 26 so of 2020 so two years ago um I had never seen any of the Fast and Furious movies ever um not a one and then in August of two years ago um I had a friend we would FaceTime each other as I was marathoning these movies it, it was the this friend it was her favorite franchise of all time mm-hmm. um and so I was like okay I'll watch these and that way I'll know like I like movies, so I want to know what your favorite movies are. And then if I watch them, we'd FaceTime, and then we would do like BuzzFeed quizzes. It was very fun. And <laughs> the movies, I think, I think the movies are terrible. I don't think there's a single. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't think there's a single good Fast and Furious movie. However, I love them. Um, I think they're incredible. Um, they are so fun to watch because they're so absurd and stupid. And I and everyone says that the ride in Orlando is terrible, but I really want to go on it because. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well. Let, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. Sorry. Well, we'll definitely come back to this ride. But basically, we did the characters, and this was before I like this was back when I thought they were bad and didn't really have an appreciation for them. So my characters were like I didn't really care about it. So I was like Mr. Wednesday, <laughs> he's no he's in my top five, and that kind of thing. And now I've come to appreciate the fact that even though they're stupid, they are glorious. So what is your relationship with these movies? My relationship is I <clears throat> love these movies. The I am the complete uh, the, I love the, I wouldn't okay. I wouldn't go ahead and say that like yeah they're masterpieces, you know, but I think they're good. I think the the way that they've gone like if you look at where the first one is to where we're at now, I think it was a very kind of not a natural yeah natural progression i guess like it's i've seen a lot of comments of people are like yeah like i'll watch clips from the first movies and people are like yeah back when it was about cars and racing and i was like the like literally the only one movie only fast and furious movie that's like almost strictly about racing is tokyo drift all of them are like like first the first one second one they're they have yeah, there's a strong emphasis on the racing, but for the most part, they're, like, about heists or, like, you know, stealing, yeah, heists or, um, like, what's the second one from? Like, capturing someone, you know, like, like cap- you know, for the for the police or whatever. Like DVD players? Yeah, yeah, the DVD players in the first one. <laughs> like, there's just, it. they've never really been about racing, it's just like it's just that there's a big emphasis on it but i think like if you track the court like you can see they they've all been ridiculous they've all had the first two have ridiculous things in them they just like they didn't have the budget to do what they're doing now you know what i mean and i think that natural progression from like subtlety to to just grand grandeur grandiose uh, spectacles is has been one that felt natural and I don't know. I love these movies. I started because my mom was madly in love with Paul Walker. And so Fast and Furious movies were playing all the time. Do you know where I was when I heard that Paul Walker died? I know where I was, and I have a, a nice little story. Where were you? I have no my, I have no story, because back then I didn't know who he was. I was just, I happened to be at Disney Springs. <laughs> <laughs> and you cried? Oh, I was like, who dat? <laughs> No, I remember exactly where I was at. I was at a... Here's a little fun anecdote. It's not fun, but... <clears throat> so, uh, Paul Walker is like... My, my mom loved him. Like, 
like like that was her boyfriend and um she loves everything that he's in and you know whatever she just loves him and so i was at a party actually at a friend's house and i um had gotten on my phone and i checked the daily newspaper which is twitter and i checked the trending and it said rip paul walker and i was like no 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 i was like no no no, this is not i was like this is not happening like this is not this isn't real like this is fake someone faking this and then so i kept i gave it a few minutes like to try to you know find sources that would confirm that it was real and then once i found out that it was like you know it was pretty true i was like i told everyone i was like i'll be right back and i literally went outside like i left the party for a bit and i called my mom and i was like hey are you where are you i was like you better sit down for this i was like uh, I really hate to tell you this, but Paul Walker died like this and that. And she is like so shocked, like she's so sad. And um, it's funny because then I was the first one to call her and tell her. And then right after that, after I hung up, apparently my dad found out and called her because he wasn't home at the time. And he called her and was like saying sorry. And then on top of that, every one of my like mom's good friends on Facebook like posted and sent her messages on facebook saying like i'm so sorry about paul walker <laughs> like if we really fucking knew the guy you know <laughs> like <laughs> like if he really was my mom's boyfriend or whatever but that's that's where i was well i guess we'll never forget where we were and then in the every six months after that when vin diesel kept milking it for more profit it's not milking it the only person that's milking it here i think is the rock that's <laughs> they've always wanted to go to like 10 I think that, and I want to say, okay, so, but I want I want the tenth movie to be called Fast Ten Year Seatbelts, and I also want to say that I know that that is a very popular thing on the internet to say as a joke. However, I arrived at the thought independently and only found out that it had already been made by other people after I made the joke myself. That's really Fast Ten Year Seatbelts. Fast I'm Ten Year Seatbelts. Right here on Goodbye Mellow Brick Road. I'm gonna predict the future and fast 10 is going to be called fast x i promise you <laughs> i hope it goes in space with the dinosaurs like they say they hinted that that we're going to space they hinted they i assume, have to i have a feeling that there's going to be like a rocket that's going to space or something that has then and vin diesel has to ride it like he's in dr strange love yeah or yeah like he did this the torpedo in the last one but um how do you feel about the fact that they delayed F9, the Fast Saga, or whatever they're calling it, to a whole year? A whole year. I When we found out, I was so upset because I was like, well, I mean, you know, at the time, I was like, didn't really think that we would still be in our current predicament, you know? So at the time, I was like really mad because I was like, a whole year? Are you kidding me? I was like, that's that's a little absurd, don't you guys think? And then as the time went on and, you know, where we stand now in the world, I was like, okay, yeah, you guys probably, you guys were probably the smartest out of everyone that's putting out movies because it seems like everyone that's having movies is like delaying it every, you know, they keep pushing it back by only like two months and then they have to delay it again. It's like, just, just push it to next year. Like, (laughs) well, now at this point, it seems like Fast 9 might be even too early for May 2021. Like, they maybe should have considered 2022 at this point. Yeah, I mean, I am... 
I have to be hopeful that, <laughs> you know, we'll find a miracle somewhere along the way and I, I can get my ass to the movies um, so that they can put it out. Because that's done. I'm pretty sure that movie's done. Like, they just, they have it sitting on someone's shelf right now. So I feel like if just by some m- miracle we can, everything can be okay, like, they'll just be like, okay, yeah, we'll put it out next month. I think the only release date that is safe right now is the Spider-Man 3 in December 2021. Yeah, there, I mean, here's a theory. You, I hate conspiracy theorists, but I'm going to throw you a conspiracy here. Um, what if this is all just a joke? Uh, you know, I don't want to get in trouble by anyone. What if that the the that covid was orchestrated so that spider-man wouldn't film till later date when they could use daredevil and then put (laughs) daredevil in the movie (laughs) if that is the reason for this global pandemic then i don't i'll shuffle right off this mortal coil (laughs) i don't know what i thought you know i'm just joking everyone i'm just joking it's not funny but i thought about that the other day i was like wait that thing with the netflix characters ended i was like what if they what if they put daredevil in there i would love to for the how they would ever handle a news article that tried to explain to people that the reason for the global pandemic was because (laughs) they wanted a cameo from from netflix's daredevil in the spider-man movie yeah because they wanted charlie (laughs) cox in in spider-man 3 like i think about half 1.5% 1.5% of the population of the earth would understand that at all. Yeah. And the again, rest wouldn't even know how to protest that. But again, it's no laughing matter. It's not funny. It's serious. Yes, um, very, very serious. Pandemic. And like I, like I said, uh, hoping for a miracle here soon. Even a miracle needs a hand. Hands and shawl. Uh, have you been on the ride in Orlando? Yes. Do you want? Wait, do you want me to comment on it? Is it bad? Yeah, but as <laughs> someone who is a huge fan of this franchise, I love the ride. Like I will <clears throat> every anytime I and because I know that everyone else thinks it's bad, I will always go on the ride with people with the intentions of trying to hype up the whole experience as we're going through it. Just because I'm like, I want people to at least have, like, to laugh at something at some point, you know? Um, so I'll always, like, just be overreacting and, you know, like, shouting when I'll... Because the, the actual, like, video part is nuts. <laughs> like, I I mean, considering, like, some of the crazy stuff they've done in the movies, but it's you're just watching it and you're like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Well, I've, I have never been on it, so when I come back, I will be more than happy to be guided onto it by you. We will have to get on it twice, because you'll <laughs> have to get on it without my commentary, and then the second run-through, that's when we'll elevate the ride from a, like, 3 to an 11. Do we have, like, do they, they got, like, Dom Toretto merch? There's a wax, there's like a, there's like a wax statue of him outside. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. It's like it's like a car there and it's this like literal life-size figure of him. 
He legit doesn't understand why he hasn't had an Oscar nomination yet. I think he's a fun guy. He, he knows what he's doing. Um, I think this is the perfect time to jump right into the list here. Um, I'll begin so we can end on you, as is okay. tradition. Um, my number five Fast and Furious movie, of which there are only nine, um, soon to be ten, uh, my number five is The Fast and the Furious. The very first one. The um, very first one. It's the OG. Um, if we're talking Logan Roy, it's the L to the OG. It's um, it's where it all began, you know? It's just this this quarter-mile story about just two guys twisting each other, corrupting each other, and ruining one's career because of, like, familia or whatever and, and it's basically like a ripoff of point break which is great <laughs> um because point break is awesome and this is like a little less awesome but it also has ted levine who was in the silence of the lambs but he was also leland stottlemyre on monk so you can't go wrong with that i also think Ja rule is in this one i don't remember if it's this one or the yeah, second one it's this it's it's one. <laughs> so we got Ja rule it doesn't really get better than that ja ja rule, oh, oh, he's the best uh, what? Please believe it's murder. <laughs> if only Ashanti was with him. Um, even when I'm with my boo. <laughs> Do you have one song in your arsenal for every single musician in the world? Uh, probably. Jason I, Mraz. Um, lucky I'm in love <laughs> with my best friend. I'm glad it wasn't I'm Yours. It's always like the <laughs> second most popular song from these people. No, my favorite is that one. Is the one he did with Kofi Keller. Oh, it's incredible! How to to be in love with one's best friend? What a <laughs> That's feeling! That's what you can hope for. Yeah. Ah, uh, to That's... be an avocado farmer. <laughs> the um, because the Buster kept me out of handcuffs. That <laughs> he said in the first one. Yeah, good, good. I hear the. Yeah, it is. Um, it started it all. It's it's what started it all. What's I will your... say that it is on my list. Ooh, mm. little, little tease. That's a bingo. <laughs> uh, um, so my t- my five is my number five of Fast and Furious movies will be Fast Five. Whoa, whoa! See what I did there? This is everyone else's number one. Oh, really? You think people love this movie? Yeah. And I can under, like, I don't know. To me, I'm like, <clears throat> up until five, it's like very, and it, it was like universal. And the note that I made here is like, I put this one at five because it was the shift. Like, it literally is the shift from more kind of like slightly grounded to the more like extreme and, you know, like action movie. The because gear it, shift. I was reading that, yeah, that, like, the, like, Fast Five, like, they put Universal Push to, like, go away from, um, like, the emphasis on cars because they felt that they would attract a wider audience, like, just making it a heist action movie or whatever. And, I mean, it kind of, it worked because it, like, it, yeah, like, you watch Fast Five and you're like, yes, this very 100% clearly is the shift in tone. And, like, where we're going to keep going forward with this series. 
It is. I, I kind of appreciate that. It is. It is the the inflection point for sure. Um, it marks the um, the first appearance of Dwayne the Rock Johnson <laughs> as Luke Hobbs, which I think I hated it. I watched it the other night, and I he's kind of like I don't know if I liked his character as much in that one as in six and seven because I feel like in six and seven and eight he kind of really gets it. But in in that one, he kind of um, he starts off just kind of like an asshole, and I was like, uh. I think he kind of starts out like Brian O'Connor, like where he's like a law enforcement guy who then becomes a part of the family. Yeah, yeah, but at least Brian wasn't like uh, off so strong. But I guess that's the Rock, you know. How big? What was the Rock's popularity when this one came out? When he joined this, was he was he already like? everyone's favorite well this one came out in i think 2011 yeah so i guess well he was definitely uh making the transition into big movies by then but i don't think he was like the biggest star in the world like he is now i think this is kind of what put him on that track yeah because i'm he's got like i'm looking up to then it was just kind of like the Mummy, um, the Doom movie, Gridiron Gang, the Game Plan, <laughs> Planet Fifty One. <laughs> <laughs> he was the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> so yeah, it's really interesting that yeah, yeah, it does seem like this was his first kind of like big action. I don't know, bigger than. All his other ones. So it's, I don't know. It's weird that, well, I mean, I guess then in, you know, as time went on, he, he got bigger, um, like bigger stardom that people looked forward to him more in the other ones. One of my friends refuses to watch anything after the, after Tokyo Drift because they say that, um, the series should be about stealing DVD players and not jumping skyscrapers. And I'm like, bro, you're missing literally the best ones. <laughs> They, I don't know about that statement, but they, um, <laughs> the, no, then they should stop watching after four, because four is, like, the last one that's, like, more reality <laughs> grounded. Four is definitely not going to be on my list. No, it's not on mine either. <laughs> Fast, ampersand, furious. That's the one where they just dropped the, the... I think I think four is the one where it's just fast and furious. Yeah, yeah, two thousand nine. It's like the fast, and then there's like the two two, Tokyo, and then that goes to that one. It's just fast and furious, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my number four here might have the longest title of any of them. <laughs> Let me see. Oh, before you say it, the Fast Five. They, there's a song in there that they feature prominently that is the song that you listen to at the end of the ride. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. That's how we roll. I can't wait to hear that. It'll take me back. We roll like this. Right. <laughs> it's like uh, um, how when you get off the... What ride is it? The... 
the spi- the Spider Man ride, it ends with like this like huge metal like rock song. Um my number four, it is the longest title because it is called Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. And um it is not like the others, it's not good. Um <laughs> but it's also incredible. Um it's it is a movie I have seen one and a half times. Um I love that it it's ba- it's main um the main point of the movie and I'll try to dance around it because I don't want to spoil it for you but the main point of the movie is equivalent to that of like a children's fable um <laughs> where they the two the Hobbs and Shaw characters learn something that many other people learn in kindergarten kind of like how on Zac Efron's new Netflix show He's learning about how water is like liquid, and like he's like, "Whoa, dude, sick!" And a lot, and he's like learning about how like the sun keeps things alive. He's like, "That's dope," and and we've all known this since fourth grade science. Um, but there's also a lot of great cameos in Hobbs and Shaw um, from actors typically despised by the dull drums of the internet that I actually enjoyed their appearances because I just enjoy liking things. Um, but it's also just completely over the top and there's a little Easter egg in there that gives you a path forward for why the hell Han is in the trailer for the new movie. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a little, it's a little clue. Are you serious? I am serious. I haven't, I'll have to watch this then. Hobbs and Shaw is the only one I haven't seen. I, it's not that I like refuse to watch it um it's just i've never i just never got around to watching it i i think like you know there's like i don't know if you're well aware with the fast and furious the ff news and and drama or whatever but there's like this huge like drama between the rock and vin diesel and the whole fast and furious crew or whatever because the rock wanted to make this movie and like part of me is like I I still love The Rock. Like I think The Rock is such a like, um, such an inspiration. Like you know, he he really has like done everything you know, and whatever he wants, he goes and he makes and he does it himself. Very inspirational guy. But I think that <clears throat> I've always felt like his take and like wanting to push the Fast and Furious series in a different direction felt kind of selfish to me, um, because because like they made Shaw like kind of like a like a good guy kind almost but in what is it seven in seven he's like they go out of their way to prove that he's like an assassin he's like he literally murders a whole hospital like at the beginning of that movie he also Um, kills Han yeah and then they (laughs) yeah and then he kills Han and then now it's just like oh he's funny guy you know, so, and then there, there's the whole thing of like, oh, justice for Han, justice for Han, and somehow he comes back in the in the ninth one. I can't wait to see how they're gonna pull that off. But like, the only way to get justice for Han is if you kill Shaw because Shaw is the one that killed him. Like they they found a way to get, they found a way to put Shaw into that situation. Because, but like, I don't see how they're gonna get themselves out of it because the the only way for justice for Han is if Shaw pays the price but 
Um, <clears throat> that's gone too far. I don't know if I said it. I haven't seen Huff and Stuff, but the I just I've always felt like yeah I feel like the Fast team has a reason to kind of be upset with The Rock wanting to do this because it's like we've already you know we're already plotting out a ten movie film like come on man we need justice for Giselle I know I still think she's alive but <laughs> well whatever apparently no, nobody truly dies in these movies I mean. She's the only one that's dead, I think. Because even... Spoiler for the ride. Can I spoil the ride for you? Yeah, go ahead. The bad guy for the ride is Luke Evans. Oh, amazing. And if you watch the ending of Fast 6, I mean, he, like, falls out of the plane. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Giselle really is the only one that's, like, officially dead it's also like the rock is like let's do Hobbs and Shaw but then Tyrese Gibson's like how am I supposed to make my money <laughs> I I think it's pretty ludicrous if you ask me <laughs> oh don't you mean Tej <laughs> it's a little Tej <laughs> what a name <laughs> um so yeah that's how I feel about Hobbs and Shaw but anyway I'll go on to this is my number four right yeah, let's hear it. My number four. Uh, I, I've sang so much. I hope you know there's no like we don't get hit with a copyright. No, I surely not. I don't think anyone listens to this. Oh shit! I wonder if you know <laughs> how they live in Tokyo. Tokyo Drift, baby, <laughs> number four. Wow. I I put. I put. I used to hate Tokyo Drift. Like I used to despise Tokyo Drift, like with a passion, because it was like you make too fast, too furious, and then you just go to to Tokyo with like people we have no clue who they are, <laughs> <clears throat> and you know you go into drifting, which the drifting part is kind of cool, you know, but the it just kind of. For a long time, I hated it. Like, I, I hated it. I hated it. Um, and then I grew up and then uh, <laughs> watched it again. And I was like, no, it's a pretty good movie on its own. But then what made me put it on the list was I love it because they kind of recontextualized it. And I'm a big fan of the idea of, like, making a movie and then continuing with that series and then seeing an opportunity to kind of like I said, recontextualize it a bit. So, like, you know, the third movie is actually, like, the eighth one or something. It's, like, the seventh movie. It's supposed to be the seventh movie because that's when it takes place canonically or whatever because Vin Diesel shows up at the end, you know. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I'm a big fan of, like, that kind of concept, that idea. Kind of like an Insidious where I like Insidious 2 because it makes Insidious 1 better because, you know, it, it, like, ties into the first one. A lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm like, I love that idea that they went back and I don't think, you know, I don't believe anyone has plans. Like the Marvel movies, like they're like, yeah, we meant to, or more so the the DC movies, like they're like, yeah, we, we knew we were going here the whole time. It's like, no, you didn't. So, I don't think they knew that that was how it was going to play out, but I think it worked really well in their favor for them. 
to write it out like that because and fat tokyo drift gave us han and i think han is the best fast and furious character oh for sure he's just so cool he was my number one and then i mean it's just in tokyo the setting is cool it's different the drifting like i said tokyo drift is the only movie that's like literally the only movie that's like primarily about racing that's about like that's the only conflict really there's no like heist or robbery you know i keep saying heist and robberies like they aren't the same thing but (laughs) um it's the one that's primarily about racing and then my favorite is you know it's got the good line and it's got i there's a very like memorable moment when they're in the elevator you know like right when he gets there and he's like that's dk he's like dk like donkey kong <laughs> drift king drift what do you mean drift and then the elevator doors open to the cars is drifting by. i think that's such a like really good memorable moment for some <laughs> reason um then there's a really funny line that i say with my friends a lot when he's like messaging neela on the computer and he's like, how come I never see you drift? And she's like, because you never ask. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's funny. Um, I'm trying to think of what else is good in that one. The song, it gave us the Tokyo Drift song. Are you kidding me? That's, talk about a banger. Well, Tokyo Drift is a great title as well. Yeah, it really is. Very good. Um, I, I do enjoy it. I know I just said that Han is my favorite character, but I actually take it back. He's he's up there, but I, I love Letty the most. Letty's the best. Oh, really? She's so good. Um, I also love in The Fast and Furious, the fourth one, when uh, um, when Letty is missing and Dom like goes to where she was presumed dead and just immediately sees every clue like he's like Sherlock yeah, Holmes. He, he, he literally becomes Batman. Like it's, <laughs> He becomes the world's greatest detective in that moment, and he, he just like... He tells me, he's like, take me to the crash. <laughs> and then he goes and he just like, yeah, he just looks at the ground and he's like, he's like, yeah, these burn marks only occur with a certain type of <laughs> nitrous or whatever. A true Sean Spencer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I definitely enjoy that part. I will say, I, I support putting Tokyo Drift at your number four position. Um, however, I will also say that of the nine movies, I have it ranked ninth. Oh, wow. I think it's... I can't stand Tokyo Drift. <laughs> oh, really? It's like I have it like also included as like one of the worst movies I've seen overall ever. Oh no! Why? I just Is think Bow Wow. Bow Wow doesn't help any situation. <laughs> um, but I also like it's just it's not my tempo. It's not my thing. I struggle. It's okay. It's understandable. Yeah. I used to feel that way. I'm telling you, I used to hate that movie so much. Maybe one day I'll become a real boy too, and I'll understand it. Yeah, once we do our commentary track for it, it's also that'd be a great one to do a commentary track for. Um, <laughs> it's also like uh, I when I first watched these, I didn't understand that some of them are set before Tokyo Drift. Like, I was confused. Like, I was like, for, like primarily, I was confused as to why Han was alive when I kept watching them. Yeah, because and but and then but then like the Vin Diesel post credit scene. When that, when I, I think I, when I finally understood that that was supposed to be like a, a lead in from, I think fast six. Um, yeah, I was kind of just like, <laughs> wait, what, <laughs> what, 
why are these i was like why are they prequels i was so confused no well that's what i'm telling you like they that's why i like it because as they went on like they realized that han they like people liked han and so they just put him in the movie and the next ones and you're like wait i thought he was dead and then i mean you just kind of have to assume that they're set before that one um but then yeah and then you get to the because it didn't make sense like when when Tokyo Drift came out and Vin Diesel shows up at the end, it really just felt like when that movie came out, when that was the only third movie, you know, it just kind of felt like, oh, they just put him in there because he is a part of the series or whatever, and we didn't see him in the second one, blah, blah, blah. But then, like I'm saying, like, as they went on and they started to develop the characters in the story, then they were like, okay, I think we can make that movie fit in context with, like, all this all the other ones that we're making that's why and i just i really appreciate when when writers find a way to wiggle their themselves out of a situation like that well it was also like that moment when han is driving and they're like where to now han and he's like tokyo yeah oh (laughs) and every time and when whenever he mentions tokyo i just scream like i'm like no don't do it (laughs) <laughs> that's that was when I first realized I was like, wait, is this before Tokyo Drift? <laughs> oh, it's so stupid. <laughs> it's so good though. I'm telling you, I love him. Um, my number three we've already, we've already covered. It's Fast Five. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a, it's a it's a good one. Yeah, we know we know it's a good one. We know it's a banger. Um, yeah, the rock the uh, keep sorry keep going. No, that's pretty. I was just gonna say, like when they jumped off the into the water, right? That's in this one. No, that's sick. Uh, is it? When the, yeah, is it six? No, no, no. You're right. I think you're right. When it's the one where they like they're in the car, they go off the cliff, and then they jump out of the car, and then land about six hundred feet into the water and don't die. Yeah, it's that one because they, yeah. Iconic. Is it? Yeah, I think so. They all kind of blend together for me. I have to look this up now because I'm 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 embarrassed that I don't know. It's the most implausible thing that ever happened in these movies is when they jump yeah, from is. legit, it is legit like, it's like they're all they're like a, a quarter of a mile in the air and they don't die when they hit the water. <laughs> Oh, that's another thing I appreciate about these movies is that they know when to cut the sound off, and I love that. Like, <laughs> like in that one, they as soon as they go over the cliff, the music stops, everything stops, and it's just them flying through the air, and you're like, oh no, they're gonna get fucked. Yeah, and then they the way they the way they yank that vault out and they drag it around the city. Come on, does it get better than that? I think not. Kind of. Kind of does. They really, they really just keep going above and beyond. Well, yeah, by the eighth one, they're like driving around fucking icebergs. He's literally riding a, uh, like a missile. <laughs> so that was your three, you said. Yeah. What's your number three? My number three is the first one, actually. Oh. Yeah. That's fun. Why don't you go to wherever? And he's like, I like the tuna here. <laughs> Bullshit, asshole. No one likes a tuna. Yeah, well, I do. <laughs> I wish we could bond over tuna like that. 
it's just so good it just it's the one that set the stage it is the you know it's the first one and that's iconic it's i think it's iconic too like when they're racing at the end and they cross you know they jump the the train well they don't jump the train but they jump in front of it um and then dominic toretto hits the thing and it flips over and it gives them because he owes him a 10 second car oh my gosh so good i love the like little references and stuff that they keep throughout the whole series like it's they're not like their own standalone things like everything's happened in the same world and so the characters remember things that happen as they should and they reference them later and i love the whole like um yeah like the same thing where they keep running jokes like the running jokes i love that like the 10 second car thing and so good it's a great it's a great pick you know i think the original has to be included just because you know it sets the the language for the movies to come also yeah like you said jaw rules in it <laughs> um it's uh what's the song that they play for that one i, I, I couldn't tell you <laughs> you know and then he's like then they race brian goes and he races him and he's like what are you laughing at and he's like i almost had you you almost had me <laughs> and then he goes into the ask any racer any real racer it don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile winning's winning it's true there's also a character named hector <laughs> did you feel represented yeah i did i remember because i was little when that when you know when the first one came out so when and I had never really known anyone else named Hector. So when I when he's like, "I'm Hector," and I was like, "I'm Hector." Hector, I hardly knew her. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's true. Like they say, um, they have that philosophy about winning. But I'm now trying to think. There's another movie where they say something like would you rather win by one point or 40 points? And I don't remember what that is, but now that's coming to mind as well. Mm, that's not registering. No. I don't know. I'll, I'll find it one day. Maybe it's like Will Ferrell or something. Um, but yeah, great pick, great pick. Um, love the Fast and the Furious. Um, for, my, for my number two, I think... You're gonna rec- you're gonna recognize it just from these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said this is your number two. This is number two, baby. Mine too, baby. We sync up. What do you love about Furious Seven? Everything. I love that it's the runtime is, I think like, two and a half hours maybe or something like that, and it's a long movie. But never, it's two hours and 17 minutes. It's two hours and 17 minutes, but so much happens that you're like, this movie's going on for like four hours. And to me, not in a bad way. Like, I love it. But um, it's just, I don't know. Like, this one was billed as the last one when it came out. And, you know, unfortunately, it was right when Paul Walker died. And so watching it, and as I, you know, reference going back to the little anecdote I, I gave earlier, like when we went to go see this movie, 
it was just emotions were high. Like it was just, <laughs> and and what's really crazy about it is that so much about his character in that one is set up to where he's like gonna die, and you know he's like got his family that you know she's like I. I don't want him to be like regretful of having a suburban life. Like, you know, he told me he misses the bullets or whatever. And you're just like, mm-hmm. you're like uh. so watching it was just such an emotional roller coaster. But, and like the stunts, I love the like over the top stuff that they do in this one. So much. How come they build it as the last one and then made a new one like two years later? I don't know. I, I really don't know, but they really, cause this one was the one where, they really did. They kept building this one as the last one, and they're like, "One last ride." You know that they, they even say it in the movie. He's like, "One last ride," and then they just kept billing it as that. And then I guess they they were like, "No, we can keep going." Because it made over a billion dollars. Yeah, it made a shit ton of money, and and I think I think it would have made it would have beat Furious Six in the box office, but I think also because it was Paul Walker's like last last one was another reason. I don't think the CGI about uh, with him on his brother's face is that good, though. Are you serious? Really? It it freaks me out. It's like the there... way the way I feel about Tarkin and Rogue One. It's just uncanny. See, every maybe I'm just blind because everyone I've heard people comment about the Tarkin thing, and I'm like, I don't know. It looked good to me, and in this one, I watched it yesterday or like the other day, and um. I was like, that looks pretty good. I was like, it still looks convincing to me. I was like, yeah, it really looks kind of. They they kind of they were bouncing around the idea of having his brother just play the character. To me, if when I see it, I feel like I'm looking at like two K characters. <laughs> what do you love about it? I mean, it goes so heavy on the emotion, <laughs> and like as like for when I first saw it, I had. Absolutely, like I, this is like it's like the seventh movie. Like you've seen these characters a lot. I still had no emotional attachment to them whatsoever. Oh um, my gosh! I felt nothing at the end. <laughs> um, but I think uh, it's pretty blasphemous how that song didn't get a nomination for best original song at the Oscars. Like it was like the movie song of the year, and they just kind of ignored it. Um, it's a good movie. Like I'm, I, I think it's perfectly fine, and they end Brian's character very well. Um, it was too bad about uh, Jordana Brewster, though. She was probably like, hey, why do I have to be written out of these movies? <laughs> I'm still alive. Um, but now yeah. she's back, too, so it's all good. Uh, but yeah, I just think it's like it's got crazy stunts. Um, I love a good ending, even though this wasn't the ending, and then the Dom was like a villain or whatever happened, which is like, that's a whole separate issue. But like as it stands, like if you consider it the ending the way I consider like the season 8 finale of Scrubs to be the actual series finale of Scrubs, it's pretty solid, and you know, you got... The jumping from the skyscrapers, which is obviously like the famous stunt that would never actually work, um, and uh, when they jump out of the plane, yeah. oh, the from in Abu Dhabi, yeah, seems seems a little bit absurd, but we ride with it because I love it. They're 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 family, you know. Inject it into my veins. Yeah, this one actually does give the line <laughs> that I love. I love this line. I love it. I don't have friends. I got family. <laughs> And his family is mostly comprised of people who used to betray him. No. The Rock. Who? Paul Walker. Paul Walker never betrayed him. He 
They were just lied to him. They were antagonist. Lying is betrayal. <laughs> it also has um, uh, fucking what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Uh, uh, what's her? Uh, what's her name? Um, uh, not Luke Evans because I love him, but it's like he's he's one of the things I was thinking of. But now that he's out of the way and I've mentioned him, um. It has... Ronda Rousey? No, she's okay, though. Um, Missandei from Game of Thrones. I don't remember the actor's name, but Missandei is in it from Game of Thrones, and that's amazing to me. Oh, is that Ramsey? Uh... The hacker girl. Yeah, that's yeah, that's Missandei. I know, I didn't watch Game of Thrones, but I know you're talking about. She's great. I also think... Yeah. I remember Iggy Azalea being in it, is that correct? Yes. <laughs> So they take they go back to the infamous race wars from the first movie, um, and then Letty wins, and then she has like an anxiety attack because she's like kind of remembering her because at this point she still doesn't have her memories, and then Iggy Azalea comes out yeah and she's like, nice ghost girl <laughs> she calls her ghost girl. <laughs> oh, is it what does Iggy Azalea even do anymore? I don't know. I G G Y. But I love the the stunt. I love when they jump out of the plane, when they you know they drive the cars out of the plane and then it's falling through the sky. That is so awesome. Uh, I love the whole bus sequence when Paul Walker saves Ramsey and then he's like stuck in the bus, and it flips over and it's it's on the edge of the cliff and it's about to fall, and you know he escapes through the door that's already hanging off the cliff and he climbs up and as it's falling he's running up the side and he jumps and then Letty comes drifts and he grabs the back of the the thing and iconic so good I love love it I love it and also I watched this movie I think I watched it Friday I bawled my I literally took a picture of how hard I cried like I was <laughs> Like I was crying, crying when I watched that ending again because it just I have a I have a big attachment, emotional attachment to the series, and just I remember when we I cried when I saw it in theater. I saw it when I saw it with my old roommates. Saw it when we watched it at home with my old roommates, and I watched cried again watching it by myself. Oh my gosh, I just I love it. Um. At my my old uh, college, there was a lecture hall called the Brian O'Connor Lecture Hall. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> then you also have Kurt Russell. Yeah. Mr. Nobody. That's what I meant when I said Mr. Wednesday. I meant that one, Mr. Nobody. <laughs> Mr. Wednesday. I don't know why I said Mr. Wednesday. Who's Mr. Wednesday? No one. That must be somebody. I wouldn't just say Mr. Wednesday when I meant Mr. Nobody. Oh, Mr. Wednesday was on American Gods. He's played by Al Swearingen from Deadwood. Unfamiliar. <laughs> um, oh, that this Fury Seven also gave us is the one that popularized the not only the see you again but also the get get low when the whistle blow. <laughs> 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 uh, I love the how I love like your callbacks to these things. It reminds me of um, when people do Bane impressions. <laughs> The fire rises. <laughs> then why are you here? 
molded by it. Um, Furious... Also, Hector makes another cameo on this one as well at the beginning. You love you 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 have a good eye for the Hector. You're a Hector I Spotter. I'm a uh, Hector Spotter. Spotter, hard to Um <laughs> Furious Seven. Um, much much has been memed about these titles over time. Uh, where it goes, the Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious, Fast Five, Furious Seven. Um, but you might have noticed I skipped one there. Because my number one is Fast and Furious 6. Really? Yeah! It's incredible. That's the one where they... Yeah, that's the <clears throat> The last one with Giselle, right? Yeah, I think that's the one she ties. And they bring down the... What do you like about this one? Well, what don't I like about this one? Um, again, Luke Evans, who was Gaston... Mm-hmm. always welcome um but also like this is like the crew like you got dom and brian and the rock and uh letty's there and gal gadot's still alive and mia and tyrese and Ludacris and han the gang's all here there's there's no statham it's just it's like it's just i don't know to me it's like the epitome of what these movies should be it's like just like it's just the whole squad chilling, you know? Like um and it's also got the greatest moment in all of the Fast and Furious movies, which is when um they are driving they're like speeding along the highway and Letty is sent to her death, at which point Dom leaps from his car, grabs mm-hmm. Letty yeah. in midair, and so does a cork- corkscrew flip onto a windshield, <laughs> shattering the windshield and saving Letty's life across the highway. Oh, Good. It's the greatest moment that ever happened in these movies. And that's not even the biggest thing that happened. No, it's certainly not. But it's the best for my money. Like, it's the the experience you have while watching Fast and Furious 6 is the experience you'll chase for um, the rest of your life. Like, you know, they're they're all back together, baby, and to be honest, I think it's... I legit think that it's the worst movie I've ever liked. <laughs> oh, you keep saying worse, and it makes me so sad. But it's like, I love them. <laughs> I know. It's like how I think Glee is terrible, but boy, does it have an influence over me. I like the stunts, incredible. Like you said, that one where he jumps out of the car. That sequence, imagine that, and that's the ride. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> the ride, is that. Um, yeah, the part with the tank, and that's also what I like. It's like, this one, I think, is the one that I was thinking of when I said, this one's ten, two hours and ten minutes, but you're watching it and you get to the tank part. This one was originally supposed to be split up into two movies, and apparently the ending of the first one, first part would have been that with the tank. And then I assume him, Luke Evans, like, you know, getting captured and then being like, all right, I'm out. I think that was, was the proposed plant uh, ending for the first part. And the second part would involve a lot more. And the ending to the second part would be the plane. But you watch and you're like, 
wow, like this must be the end of the movie. And then it just keeps going and you're like, how are they going to top that huge scene? And then they take down a freaking plane. Like, come on. <laughs> I, the, you're, you're legit teaching me about these movies right now. Yeah, the, the, I'm telling you, I love these movies so much. This one, I'm trying to think of anyone famous because there's a lot of, I think they know that they appeal to like the Latin community as well. Because they usually get a lot of Latin stars in these. Well, do you know uh, Sh- do you know Shea Serrano? Mm, no. He's a like a writer. He writes books and he writes for The Ringer, and he is obsessed with these movies. Oh really? He like he's done like a bunch of podcasts about them, and he's like so subdued, but he's so captivated by them, and it's one of the most entertaining like critic I, movie relationships. I am too. I would love to talk to this man. I think you and him would hit it off. He has a whole book called Movies and Other Things, and it's just essays about movies. Gina Carano is in it, too. Oh. It's the, the Mandalorian Zone. Also, this one's badass because, cause, um, you know, if you remember um, from Fast Five, Dominic Toretto falls in love with Elena because we think Letty's dead and then Letty comes back in this one and Elena's like and then when Dom realizes that she's still alive Elena's like yeah okay go get her (laughs) and then that's it she's just cool with it and you're like oh nice (laughs) it's because these people want each other to be happy correct above all else I think Furious 7 is the one that has Romeo Romeo Santos he's a bachata artist um, Fast Six is the one with Iggy Azalea. <laughs> that's that's how you describe it. Fast Five, yeah. When you know the two guys that like the the two comedic characters, you know what I'm talking about in Fast Five when they're real. Uh, like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. <laughs> No, the yeah, I guess kind of the the two guys, the the ones that go into the police station when they blow up the bathroom. I don't know if you remember that. Rico, is that it? Um, it's Santos and something. You don't remember those guys? How do you not remember those classic characters? <laughs> I really, I'm not remembering them. It's Leo and Santos. Well, anyway, one of those guys is his name's Don Omar, and he's a reggaeton artist as well. I'm telling you, a lot of they got a lot of celebrities in this in these movies. So I googled it, um, and we were talking about the same people. <laughs> but, oh, really? But you were calling him Santos, and I was calling him Rico, and his name is Rico Santos. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, in the end, we got to the same destination. But it's not about the destination, Hector. It's about the journey. Mm-hmm. The car rides that we take to get there. It's <laughs> <laughs> me revving up my engine. My favorite part of these movies is that I don't know cars at all. So, Oh, yeah, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> the people are like, oh, did you see? They use like a Mazda GT 2012 yeah. <laughs> XV aliciousness. And I'm like, uh, I like the red car. 
<laughs> yeah, he's like, they're like, yeah, there's a Skyline GT with a reinforced harness, and uh, it's running about oh, whatever, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds good to me. Sounds like a room room. Yeah. I think I know what your number one is. Uh, would you like to take a guess? I'm going to guess that it's Too Fast, Too Furious. And you are absolutely right, baby. (laughs) The one without Vin Diesel. I love this movie. I love Too Fast, Too Furious. Too Fast, Too Furious is my favorite Fast and the Furious movie. I will never change my my answer on that. It is, I love this movie so much. It's the one that sticks in my head the most. I find it the most memorable. It's the most quotable. I can honestly tell you so many lines from this damn movie. I just, I, there's just, uh, I don't know. Ejecto Cito, cuz! <laughs> so, I think the story is fine. It's great. Not fine, it's great. You know, he goes from California to Miami. Um, and just the Miami vibe is a lot cooler. Um, and then you have the introduction of, um, uh, Rome, Roman Pierce and, and Tej Ludacris and Ryan Gosling's wife, Eva Mendez is in it as well. Um, and Steve Aoki's sister is also in it. I mean, come on. Well, this Tuesday, I have an article going up on Screen Rant about Fast and Furious. Ten times the franchise was so bad it was good. Um, oh my gosh. And I have I have a moment from this movie listed on there, and it's the when they yeet onto the yacht. <laughs> which shouldn't work. It's What do you mean it shouldn't? There's I, a ramp, they go fast enough, and they make it. <laughs> Okay, how how are you meant to when you're when you're driving that fast and then you're soaring through the air? How are you supposed to land it on the yacht like perfectly without flying off the yacht, destroying the yacht, or killing so many people along the way? Because there's only like three people on the yacht, and at the angle in which they land, it's the top down first, and um, so when they impact, they're just kind of stuck there. I also, I just don't understand, maybe I don't, I'm just not a physics guy, but when these cars, which weigh so much, so many pounds, how do they soar through the air without dropping like a rock? Because they're going so fast. But like, they can only go so fast before the weight catches up to them, surely. It's not that big. (laughs) I'll defend this movie, I'll defend them. (laughs) just so good it's the i don't know i don't know but that's why i love it it's like they just make it work have you seen speed Mm, no i know what it's about the bus like jumps a like a highway at one point and it's like that seems implausible because that would slow it down (laughs) and don't they have to go like over 100 i think they have to go over 55 oh that's not bad which isn't that fast. But when I step on the gas, my nitrous go blast, leave your ass in the past. <laughs> Tej, you're about to lose your garage. I'm a low-budget mechanic, but I overcharge. Pay me! 
This movie also bothers me because it doesn't have Vin Diesel in it, and I really like when movie franchises have at least one character that's in every movie, and this franchise has no character that's in every movie. Yes, it's Paul Walker. He's not in the eighth one, or the Hobbs and Shaw one. He's in the eighth one? Don't they, like, call him or something? But he's not... It's not him. So? You can't blame him for that. I'm not blaming him for it. I just like I'm saying like I wish that like Vin Diesel had appeared in it so that way every movie could have had at least some sort of connective thread to it. Mm. Yeah, okay. It's like what if Tom Cruise was just like not in Mission Impossible 3? Would that be weird? I guess. Maybe. But okay, I'm just going to go back to Two Fast and Furious. <laughs> I was it's so quotable. Like, uh, <laughs> the little tune I just sang for you, and he's like, pockets ain't empty, cuz. <laughs> uh, like I said, we hungry. Uh, let's see what else. He's like, um, it's a oasis in here. <laughs> That's got some potential. And, um, when he's like, only my homeboys call me Rome, pig. <laughs> um, let's see. He's like, you mind checking out the Evo? And then Jimmy's like, Evo? Where the hell are you getting Evo from? Uh, and then when Tej is like, do I want to know where the skyline is, dog? Or where you've been the past couple of days? Or where the hell you got these right from? They're hot. Yeah, they hot. They white so hot that whoever's tracking these will know whenever you don't wear your seatbelt. Hmm... Let's see, what else? He's like, they take the wrong... He's like, we're going to Tarpon Point. And then he's like, take off... No, take the exit off Tarpon Point. He's like, there's no... There's no airstrip at Tarpon Point. And then the guy goes, who said anything about an airstrip? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's got to kill Paul, and he's got to kill Brian. And then he goes... He goes, you know I like you, but I got to kill you. <laughs> it's my job. <laughs> Alien Infidel. Que pasa, Jota? I can keep going. I would love for you to just do the whole script. I could, probably. I could honestly do it. <laughs> he's like, drop it, cuz. And then he's like, I said, forget about it, cuz. Um, you almost blew our cover, old man. Uh, what does he say? He's like, um, he's like, shut up. Don't tell me to shut up. Yeah? And if Rome won, you dead? Oh, uh, if Rome wanted to shoot you, you wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> I thought you punks were running. It's going to be all ass. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I have it ranked six. Oh. We did all that for a damn cigar? <laughs> no, you did that for a job. Do you I remember the first time you saw this? Huh? Do you remember the first time you saw this? Do I remember the first time I saw it? I don't think so. <laughs> it just but, it's always existed for you? Yeah, it kind of has. Like, just for I mean, ever. It really has. And that one was my favorite. I think that was the first one I watched. It might have been, which is why I like it so much. And then uh, every subsequent movie that came out, it was just kind of like, well, we got to go see it. <laughs> It's appointment viewing. Yeah. And then there's also the line at the beginning when they're they're briefing Brian and he goes 
he goes, we're teaming, they're like, we're going to team up with Dunn here. And he's like, okay. And Dunn's got that cup from the pizza place called Gallows. And he goes, he goes, so he's like, nice, Dunn. So looks like we're going to be partners. Um, he's like, real quick, could you tell me what would be a better motor for my Skyline? A Gallo 12 or a Gallo 24? And then he's like, um, 24? And he's like, hmm, I didn't know pizza places made motors. <laughs> he's like, you see, I can't. <laughs> so good. You're making me want Just, to re- revisit it. You should. Maybe like I, I will. Said, I can go, and then the whole like the twist, or not the twist, but like the the plan that they c- come up with, where they go, and they not. Also, what I like is that they bring back, they introduce you to characters in the beginning that he races against, and then they bring him back. They bring all those characters back at the end when they do the scramble. It's a scramble, baby. And then that's just, and then they switch cars. Ah, their minds. What a plan. It's just chef's kiss. It really is. I could go on about why I love this one, but I'll just leave it at that. Too Fast, Too Furious. Number one, all-time favorite. So good. I mean, your enthusiasm for it is very infectious. (laughs) I hope that you go back and you give it another chance. I do feel like I want to revisit some of these movies now. Like, I have such warm nostalgia for the time in my life when I saw them the first time. Which was very recent. <laughs> it was only two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I can get nostalgic about anything. I got nostalgic about a month ago, like yesterday. <laughs> I was like, oh, it was so nice a month ago. <laughs> a little better than right now. It's, like, literally, I can, like, legit, like... Even if it's something that I hated at the time, I'll look back on it with, like, the graduation goggles and be like, aw, those were fun days. I want to be young. I'm so, I'm so tired all the time. Oh, I um, just thought of this again. You know what would be a good one is if, uh, probably shouldn't say it on here, but here's an idea. Top five, uh attraction quotes oh yes because this is we have talked about this before have we because um you might be making things that have attraction quotes in, oh embedded. yeah yeah yes yes you're right <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to spoil things though <laughs> no no yeah because that's still we're we're we're, at, we're heavy at work um creating something pretty fun uh, that we're creating something fun, but that what we're talking about is going to be a little bit later down the line. But that's the tease. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to do that podcast. That's because I used to when I was a kid. I would like look for like posters that had attraction quotes on them because I love some of the quotes so much. But they didn't really. It wasn't there wasn't really a market for that kind of thing, so they don't exist. I mean, that's something that. Hmm. Like, I, I love Harry I, Potter when he's like, careful, these benches can be a bit dodgy. Love that line. Yeah. So good. Um, what does he say? He's like, showing up for your muggled Myers, Potter. <laughs> that's the best part because that's literally, like, the whole, like, for the whole middle chunk of the movies, that's all Draco exists to do is just to be like, stupid Potter and his stupid fame. Yeah. So what so you want to do? It makes me you laugh. Do all together or do you want to do, like... 
Do you think it'd be better separated by park? Or? Oh, well, let's see. Well, just going off the top of my head, I can think of, like, 11 that I love from Universal alone, so it would probably yeah. be, be better to separate. Yeah, so, me too. <laughs> There's so many that I like from Universal. Your cadaverous pallor betrays an aura of foreboding. I like the... That's from Haunted Mansion, though, isn't it? Yeah. And I like in the Imagineering story, did you watch that, where he's like, the guy talks about it, and he's like, I would have just said you're nervous. <laughs> you look nervous. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's another thing I want to revisit. I love that documentary. Look at us, just teasing stuff. We should yeah. actually do this quotes podcast, because that sounds so fun. <laughs> yeah, I thought of it earlier when you talked about the ride, and I was like... <laughs> I remembered a line from that ride, and I was like, oh, that'd be good. And then I thought of the idea, I was like, oh. Oh. I think, like, see, I feel like a lot, there's a lot for Magic Kingdom, but there's, like, like for the other, well, there's probably a lot from Epcot, too. But, like, for the other two, you could probably lump Hollywood with Animal Kingdom, I think. I'm trying to think if I would even know anything from... Well, Epcot. Animal Kingdom has the the entire dinosaur audio, which is fantastic. Who? Dinosaur. Every line from Dinosaur is iconic. Yeah. Hello there. Right. Left. Right. <laughs> Left. We're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. It's like it, like incoming meteor shower. Just a little one. It's like it's literally like the defining meteor shower of all time. <laughs> I hate to be the guy on the rides like quoting it, but it's like I can't keep it in. It's so... I. One time I was, I have every Disney ride audio in my Apple Music library, and one, so I put that on shuffle once while I was driving, and I turned down a narrow road when the dinosaur one came on, and he's legit, like, screaming at me, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, left, right, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm literally gonna crash, I was so terrified, there's, like, cars and dogs and children everywhere. Yeah. But that, flashing lights. That guy, Dr. Seeker, he's also on the Larry Sanders show. Is it he not? CSI or something? I have never seen CSI. You've never seen CSI? No. Not even CSI Miami? Not not even CSI Miami. You don't know the bit about CSI Miami? No. Where he where he says like a pun and then he puts on his glasses and he's like and then they play the Who song? I think I remember that. Yeah! That was on the soup, I think. I remember seeing a couple clips. Yeah, I think they make fun. It's a good show. Then, they, then they did crossovers with CSI New York, and CSI New York had, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Lieutenant Dan, but also the guy from... <laughs> Mission uh, Space? Yes. Gary Sinise? Then Gary Sinise, there you go. They would do crossover episodes. Oh, uh, nothing I love more than a good crossover episode. The Jimmy Timmy Power Hour? Jimmy Timmy Power... I love the Jimmy <laughs> Timmy Power so much. Just had an aneurysm. Um, so there's a Brooklyn Nine-Nine New Girl crossover episode. I've seen neither of the shows. Oh, they're so good. But I imagine they are good. <laughs> like I said, I'm a sucker for any crossover episode. The weird Lilo and Stitch and Kim Possible crossover. I, Do you know about that? I don't remember that. I think they even. I think Lilo and Stitch even crosses over with the kids from Recess, if I'm not mistaken. Whoa. Yeah. 
a woozy. The sweet life. Uh, that what is it? On deck. Zach and Cody. That's so, that's so sweet life of Hannah Montana, where it was that's so Raven. Sweet life of Zach and Cody and Hannah Montana. Jesus. Have you not heard about these? I've never heard of that one. Oh man. Now you've got some homework to do. All I remember from CSI is that there was CSI Cyber and it had Fat Neil from Community. That one didn't last like but a couple episodes. Poor Neil. Um, Hector, we should definitely do this Attraction Quotes podcast. Yeah. But in terms of the fast and the furious, I think we nailed it. I think we did. I think we really... You know, we, we covered all ground, all nine movies, eight, because <laughs> nine ones not out yet. I think the only movie that wasn't on either of our lists was the fourth one. I used to hate that one, too, and then I watched it again, and I was like, yeah, it's okay. Well, thank you for being here. It was very nice. Thank you for having me. You're welcome anytime. As always, I'm almost I'm almost five-time. Yeah, we're getting to the five-timer. You also were, uh, you were, oh, shit. Don't tell me. You were... Fuck. What? I can't remember your character's name in Anatomy of a Trading Card. Oh, um, Ro Canerco. Ro Canerco, thank you very much. I knew it was something French. Yes, you were also oh. Ro Canerco. Does that count? Uh, I guess not, but it okay, should. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> so... Kind of, I'm almost five. I... You're like a, you're like a halfy. Yeah, I'm one away, aren't I? Isn't this my fourth time? No. You did the Ryan Gosling. Uh huh. And you did um, the big group one, right? Yeah, the weather. Yeah. Okay, so that was my third one. I'm almost there. I was on your podcast. Correct. Which I will have to. I have to work on that soon. I would, it's been a while. I'm very. I love just the idea of being able to like go about my daily life, but while I do it, I hear your voice. Don't make me cry. It would just be so pleasant to have the Hector podcast in full swing. It's called Try Again. It is called Try Again. The um, I think the title set in. Uh, I had other ones, and I was kind of like, mm, maybe I should change it to this, but we just need to get a better. Get a picture, get a better picture, and then finally record. I have my first episode, like episode one, recorded with my friend, but episode zero is the one that I haven't. And so ever since negative one, we've taken a little hiatus because we've had <laughs> we've been working on some things. But um, I'll probably since I'm in the recording mood, I'll probably record that here today. Yay! I can't wait. Maybe out, maybe out same day, maybe out same day. Whoa. <laughs> It's you completely changed around my entire Sunday. I can't wait for that. Thank you, thank you. I'm a quick. I like to turn around quick. <laughs> Don't I know it? <laughs> Bam.